boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. All right, look, I believe that every single one of us can achieve greatness. We just got to get out of our own way, and sometimes we need a little help. Today's guest is going to help us do that, so let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life, prestige, wealth, freedom, it can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Boss. All right, ladies and gents, today we're talking about overcoming adversity and achieving greatness. Our guest is an expert in the field with a background as a board-certified occupational therapist, CEO, and founder of Performance Meets Purpose Consulting. She's an author, keynote speaker, recently named Senior Fellow of Pat North, an organization of world leaders and CEOs of Fortune 100 companies. Woo! She's her powerful message continues to reach global audiences. Now she blends her knowledge of psychology and life experience to inspire individuals, corporate executives, and even professional athletes to discover their own personal mission. Now, every single one of us has individual gifts, and she's going to help focus her her insights to help make our goals uh, possible. Now, her unique style and approach in transformational seminars, high-impact speaking and engagements, and one-on-one sessions helps countless of people raise the bar in their lives and reignite their fire, and I'm excited to have her here on the show today. So let's welcome to the show, Darlene Centauri, a.k.a. Coach Dar. All right, Coach Dar, welcome to the program. Oh my gosh. I just want you with me all the time. You are the best hype person ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. We want to make sure we have some fun on the show, right? I mean, you get to stand up in front of stages all the time. You get to talk to people all the time. You feel that energy all the time. So I'm going to ask you the energy question right off the bat. How did you get into this space and how does it feel being on stage when you're doing your thing? Oh, speaking is like one of my greatest joys. Like you get to, I think of it as I love teaching, you know, I love being able to share wisdom. So to be able to speak and move people, move their emotion to help change their behavior. So their life gets better. So usually when they leave a speaking event with me, people will say, it's like, you just got a hug and a kick in the pants at the same time to go out and reach your greatness, stand up, like elevate, raise the bar level of excellence. So I feel like it's an honor because when I get the messages back of people that really did go out and make the difference and make the change, it's game changing. It gives me fuel to know that this is working, that we all need mental fuel every day to keep going. 100%. So how did you get into this space? I mean, you were, you could have done a number of different things. You get to talk to professional athletes on a regular basis. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite books that I read recently was relentless. Uh, I feel oh, like yeah. you get to kind of step into that space in real life other than just yes. reading the book. How'd you start? Mm-hmm. How'd you get in there? So I'm an occupational therapist. I started out taking care of traumatic brain injured patients, but that was the foundation because I had to help people from science, psychology, emotional, cognitive, help them overcome. Literally, my people were the people that they were told they would never walk again, never talk again. So we would make the impossible possible. 
And that was the setup for then where life led me, which is I ended up going back to school of business. I ran a few businesses. And then in 2008, when it was a recession, I literally looked at everything and thought, oh my gosh, people are losing hope right now. I've helped people overcome the most extreme odds. I'm going to take being a therapist in the traditional sense, and I'm going to do it outside of the hospital walls or the business walls. And I started my own practice and that grew over 13 years where now I coach pro athletes in all the leagues, the NFL, the NHL, the MLB, NBA, and so, and, and CEOs, but be their advisor and help them so that they build the skills and the mental edge so they could stay sharp and keep going. Cause we can't give what we don't have. So we have to keep fueling ourselves with the right tools. Let me ask you, because I think there's a common misconception oftentimes when you're dealing with professionals like executives or professional athletes, that they kind of got it all together, that they are at a level of success where like they already got it. What does somebody like that need a coach for? Such a good question, because here's the thing. You always want to keep learning. And when you get to the pros or you get to the CEO, everyone's great. So what's going to be the defining, the competitive, defining little difference for you or what's going to be the competitive edge is it's usually your mindset. It's how you show up. It's your level of excellence. Here's the thing. We all start to doubt ourselves, even pro athletes, even CEOs, even you know, world leaders, there's times in your life where you just get stuck or you get in a lull and you start to doubt yourself or you're going and you just know there's more in the tank. You know, there's more you could do, but you just need help mentally getting there. And we weren't meant to do this alone. So, you know, look at, look at health. We know what we need to do to stay healthy and work out, but you still oftentimes do better with a coach or a trainer. The same goes for the pros or CEOs is, Generally, they know what to do, but they need an advisor, a trusted person to come alongside them and keep opening up pathways, keep showing them new ways to help them stay sharp and also have be an outlet for them to get things out because we can't bottle everything up. We've got to talk it through. Is that what uh, the art of bouncing back is all about? Because I'd imagine what you're describing there is like everybody reaches a certain level and then they question themselves. Everybody reaches yeah. a certain level and then they're looking at that competition above and wondering like, can I get there? Am I going to get there? Is it even possible for me to get there? Or kind of the other question, what's next, right? Like oh, you, yeah. you level up, you level up. And then what is that next purpose in my life? I imagine that's what bouncing back is all about. The bouncing back. So, you know, I, I ironically, I'd put the bouncy ball on here because first it starts with, I'm trying to get people to build a strong mental foundation. So when life hits, whether you start losing your doubt, you go through a lull, things happen, health happens, you know, emotional things happen. You have the mental fortitude to withstand it. It's not going to be like quicksand. You don't go down as far. So when you get the mental tools, I teach you in Bouncing Back nine principles that build this strong foundation for you so you know how to bounce back faster when the hits come. And if it's also for someone who's going, okay, what's next? Well, we've already worked on those steps of writing out what your hard wiring is, writing out what your skills are. I create a confidence card, which is like your scouting card. So once you have that, you'll have it for life. So no matter what role you have, no matter what happens in life, you know how to go back to that and go, hey, they might take away my role. My job might change, but they didn't take away my gifts and my talents. Now, how could I take that and use that in the next phase of my life or the next job or the next role? 
let me ask you i've been i've been reading a couple times now uh audio version anyways a book called uh un uh outwitting the devil by napoleon hill uh and oh. he talks about a lot of of the way we rift uh and he he talks about having definite a purpose and i feel like that that exact clear path that confidence card that you're talking about gives them that clear path of this is who i am and you can't take that away from me however sometimes the path itself gets clouded so you can give somebody a lot of confidence as a coach are you also there to help clarify where they're going or do you just kind of give options like this is what you said you wanted in life i definitely help them see the vision for what they've told me and also clear away the clutter. Cause sometimes on this journey, it starts to get really cluttered, distracted, you lose focus. So I help them stay focused on the journey of where they really want to go, where they're called to go, but we get distracted along the way. And we sometimes lose our confidence or things look shiny objects that distract us. So I help them keep stay laser focused, but also show them a way. Cause when you're down or you hit adversity or something happens, you lose the ability sometimes to see what's at right in front of you. And so I just remind them of what's in front of them. And then I help them get the light lit back in so they can keep going again. Because, you you know, where there is no vision, we will perish. So we have to have a vision and we have to sustain on that vision because vision keeps our sights on where we're going. Talk, me, talk to me a little bit about the nine principles. What are they? Like if I was to open the book and I'm getting the core out of this book, give me the, give me the summary on this. What are these nine principles that you share with them? So I start off with this, this is the art of bouncing back, which is embrace the suck. So when we get hit with something, I'm not coming to be positive Pollyanna to say, oh, it's going to be fine tomorrow. No way. I teach people to say like, hey, here's where we are. I'm meeting you where you are. And I want you to meet yourself where you are, which is you've got to feel this. You've got to experience it and you've got to embrace it. You can't run from it. You can't stuff it. You can't try to hide it. It is what it is. So let's deal with what's right in front of you. Because once we could accept it, man, now we have power to start doing something about it. So that's where we start. Then we move right into what's your hard wiring, which is what I was saying earlier, which is your God confidence. I really call this like, this is your confidence card. This is where you get to like lock into Don't forget what you've been gifted in. The world may question you and you may hear opinions from others, but you've been created for purpose and you have a gift for a reason. So use that, own it. Then we move into, hey, now that we're going through this, let's start researching and seeking and applying feedback. Because when you could seek and apply feedback, now you could start making tweaks. So either you don't make the same mistake again or whatever came your way, you learned from it. And, you know, in the pros, we do this really well because we have to watch back film all the time. So you're seeking and applying feedback. And in game, you're watching like in the middle of the game, your play, so you can get back out there and change it. I want people to start shifting their mindset to see feedback and film of your story, film of your day, and reflecting on it is such a good thing. Because if you can make changes in real time faster, you won't stay down as long. You'll you'll learn from things and you'll move forward faster and higher so you go from that you're seeking and applying feedback and as we start turning the corner because i put this like in a circle as we're turning the corner around the track then what you do is you start leaning into why power over willpower which is 
You know, when we want to will ourselves through things, we could really start to lose stamina. But when you have why power, which is soldier, what's your mission? Why are you here? What do you want to be known for? If our 30 for 30 story is going to be told, ESPN's greats, you know, 30 for 30, we're all a 30 for 30 in the making. What do you want the story, like anthem theme to be? Like that's your theme. And you could start thinking about that now. And when I did that, mine was awakening greatness. I was like, my mentor did this with me years ago. And I was like, you know what, Dar? No matter what happens to you, because I've had three strokes in my life and I've had to overcome each of them, I still could get up and I could say, you know what? As long as I have a voice and I'm allowed to be here, I could go in and I could help someone see their full potential and awaken their greatness. And I'm telling you, that helped me get up every darn day when it was where I was like, I want to cash this in. Well, I didn't. So why power? Then you move from that and you move into start reframing things. And if you could start to reframe things and you could start to see, reframing is so good. So for an example of reframing is when a player got done with the game and he's like, I was horrible and he's just cutting himself down. I said, hold up. The game was bad. You're not bad. That's a major reframe. The game was bad, but you're not bad. And once you reframe things, you start to see opportunity in the middle of an obstacle. So we reframe things and then we start to build grit and I start teaching about why you gotta put yourself in uncomfortable zones and start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and pushing yourself because that's where grit gets developed. And then we end it with turning the page. And I'm summarizing these, but that's generally around the name, the nine principles, but you turn the page on the end, which is, you know what? After all this, whatever just hit you, adversity, loss, a lull, you know, an injury, whatever it is, just hard times, you've got to turn the page on the pain so you could start your next chapter. The pain is definitely something that sits uh, and sometimes weighs heavy on a lot of people. They sit there for a long time, never turning the page, just kind of becoming that pain. And that's kind of yeah. a dangerous part. Um, mm -hmm. You talked about the confidence to help get them out of that. If it's the same, not all feedback is, is valuable. Not all feedback is quality. Not all feedback comes from uh, somebody who would even, I, I would figure that the feedback that I get needs to be from somebody specific. So when you are looking for feedback from your, from your clients, I'm sure you're kind of scoping, like, where does this feedback actually come from? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, when you want feedback, you want it from the people that love you, that care about you, that are going to, they're encouraging you to be better. So feedback is fuel. Feedback is great. But you have to be careful too, because sometimes, you know, like, let's go to the players. They're not going to get feedback from Twitter <laughs> because most of those people aren't even in the arena doing what they would do. So feedback's got to come from the people that are around you, that trust you, that love you. And then you got to own it and say, you know what? I got to take this and apply it so I can be better. To me, that's the hardest part um, is, is deciding which feedback is the feedback that I want and then implementation, right? And I think that's where the why power that you were talking about comes in because the implementation part, you don't always have the motivation to implement especially feedback that could be criticism or a critique of what yeah. you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. and, and to kind of take that in a positive way and then implement the change 
that's kind of a struggle. So how do you help them with their why power? What, how do you get them to the point where they really develop a why? I've had a, a big struggle with a why. I can make up some nice generic whys that I think yeah. sound good, yeah. but what about yeah. the one that really fuels you? So let me go back to for a second feedback. So the feedback for a second is, yeah, it's hard to apply. But again, if you if you understand that if you want to be great, if you want to be the best version of you, whatever you do, it's one of those things where you have to move from a defensive lens to an open lens, a growth mindset and say, no, I don't like this. I didn't like years ago when one of the my mentors says you could be a better leader and this is what you could do. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> you know. Okay, well, yeah. And, you know, when I really sat with it, I was like, yeah, I could be. I could be doing this way better. And I had to make a, a choice. Like if I was going to work in the pros or if I was going to work at this level, I better darn well be doing the same things that they're doing. And I better be applying that. So that helps you because you start to look at it as your friend, not your foe. Okay. And then going to Y power, this is where you put in like Google core values and you look at all these words and you say, if I was to pick one word, one anthem word, what do I want to have my life like summarized? And you know, that might, maybe that changes over time. But right now for you, if you wanted to pick like an anthem, like this is your word, you know, this is your mission. This is what you want to be, you want to stand for, you want to be known for. Think about what that is and then make that part of your why. So when I did this with an athlete, he heard mine was awakening greatness. He's like, I want to inspire greatness. And then he got injured. And I said, okay, well, even with your injury, you could still be in the community inspiring greatness. You could still be in your family. And then I had a CEO. He said, you know what, Dar? I want to add value. That's my mission. I want to know that when I walked in a room, that I add value to people's lives. When I got home, that I add value to my kids and my wife. Like, am I a person at the end of the day when I'm called out, was I known as someone that added value? Boom. Like, think about that. That is fire. That is lit within. That's mission. So that's how you start to figure out your why. I, I like that because sometimes I think we confuse what we do for a living with who we are. And you mentioned that with players that got injured, for example, and their why mm -hmm. is still one of those core values that they're going to use to go out and maintain that life by design. Because I feel like yeah. that's what you're doing here is you're sitting yeah. down with these guys and you're like, look, there's more to life than this one thing that you're doing. Yes. yes this one thing is your absolute focus right mm -hmm. now, but there's mm -hmm. more to it than that. Um, yes. And I think that's where the next step where you start talking about reframing comes in, because I think sometimes when you have a certain identity, you're a, a star athlete or you're whatever it is that you're doing in life, and then you kind of yeah. get slapped, all of a sudden you're questioning your identity and you're looking at that powerful why statement as if they're two different things sometimes, right? So reframing, yeah. this is where reframing comes in. Absolutely. And it's reframing is like resetting. It's like getting rerouted again. It's like, hold up. Let's just not catastrophize this whole thing. You might have had a bad game or to someone listening that's not playing sports, but you might have had a bad day. Might have been even a bad season that you played through, but it does not mean a bad life. What I'm trying to do is get people not to catastrophize a whole situation because that's where mental health starts to come in. You know, we don't call yourself out of this game because of a bad situation. It's a period in time. It's not your whole life. And it's a pause. It's a comma, not a period. Don't put a period where God intended a comma. This is a pause in life. This is not a period. Do not take yourself out of the game. This is a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to endure 
some injuries. We're going to endure challenges. It's going to get hard, but we are going to win the race. What are some things that, that people can tell themselves? I mean, you always hear about affirmations. You hear about meditation. Yeah. You hear about prayer, different things like that. But what can people say uh, or do, like advice that you can give? Because oftentimes the worst critique that they have is the one that's staring at them in the mirror. Oh, yeah. They say the worst things to themselves. They think mm-hmm. the worst things to themselves. I know I do. That's that's yeah. part of my human nature. So what are some some, I guess, practical, tactical things that I could do to change that mindset and reframe it if Coach Dar isn't there to kind of guide me. So this is so good. Like the moment you start to get in this negative pattern where you start, you know, taking yourself down, the negative thoughts come in, go ahead and write on paper or get to your phone in the notes section, whatever the thought is, write it down and then go, is this truth or false? Because what's going to happen is, let's take that example. The player says, I'm horrible. Okay. Is that true? No. So that's false. That goes in the false category F there. And then we're going to go to what is truth? Well, what is truth is you're the one percenter. So even someone who gives a presentation, maybe the presentation didn't go well. Does that mean you're a bad leader, a bad student, a bad executive? No, it was a bad presentation. The truth is you prepared, you did the best you can. Something slipped up but you're going to work on it and do it again. You're not a bad person because of it. And that's where we have to reframe. We literally have to talk to ourselves and reframe things and reset it so that it doesn't consume you. Love how you're, it, it, it's a circle that you got there. Cause it really leads into your next part, which is grit, right? Mm-hmm. Grit and uncomfortable. This is where it plays out. This yes. is the struggle that people are yeah. struggling with. Usually it's yourself, but yep. then sometimes it's the implementation of the things that you have to do. I don't have the motivation. It's cold outside. It's raining. Whatever the excuses that comes up, this grit and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations yep. is yep. part of the, that's the action that people talk yes. about all the time. So how do you get somebody to, I guess, obviously take the action and get gritty is like, Start today, start thinking about what situations do you want to kind of like exit off the freeway, meaning you get into a situation, it's a workout. And it's as soon as it starts to get hard, you're like, I want to end this. You might end it. You might not do the extra rep. You start to have a difficult conversation. You want to exit the conversation because it's uncomfortable. You have to start realizing, sorry, one other thing is like you're having a conversation and you feel your mental focus start going come back because we're losing mental focus. Grittiness is staying in it so you could build the mental fortitude and endurance. You know, I have players try to push themselves physically and mentally. So if the game goes in overtime, they have the stamina, whereas other players who aren't working on this don't, but that's the same for us. This is the game of life. So we've got to push ourselves so that we have the stamina because what's happening is with TikTok and Snap and Insta stories and everything being 15 seconds or less, eight seconds now. What are we losing? We're losing stamina. You want to get gritty. When the times get tough, you're not the one who gets up and walks out. Like think about military. When times get tough, they lean in and they're like, let's go. I want that for us. I want us to be able to sit in it a little longer and get gritty because you can't build this mental fortitude if you keep exiting the freeway on mental fortitude and fitness because it just got hard relationship gets hard you're out test is hard you're done you know conversations hard you're out how you ever gonna get better how you gonna handle it and if you want to be known for excellence you got to learn to get grit gritty because the grit is going to help you be great 
is where to me this is where daily routines and habits come into place yes. because those are the things that are going to get you through to that next level. I remember totally. listening to Kobe talk about uh, living the dream, right? And how people think that the dream is on the court and the flashy light bulbs and the endorsement deals, but the yeah. dream for him was always the work that he put in yeah. every single day, the grind and the habits yeah. that are in place. And then again, going back to Napoleon Hill, he talks about how habits actually come in twos and threes, right? Once you start to develop one habit, it feeds into other yes. habits. So like if you started to work out, for example, all of a sudden you may want to eat a little bit better because that workout, you don't want to waste it. Totally. So when you have, when you're talking about grit, uh, grit and being uncomfortable, how much of that has to do with calendar set routines discipline discipline and consistency is so good you know one of the things that makes a mark of greatness is doing the mundane really well well one of the things kobe was really good at is he did the same shot he did in high school in the pros he did the mundane really well the same drill every single day the way he ate the way he trained the way he got up we want to do the mundane really well we want to stay consistent in the things that we could stay consistent in and be disciplined in it it will pay off. And then it just becomes where we're so prepared that when things come, we handle it better because we're ready for the opportunity. Kobe was ready for the opportunities because all the discipline he had and being consistent. He did the mundane really well. And if you look at pro athletes and a lot of people, it's the everyday cycle. But when you make the everyday cycle work for you, now you have fuel. It totally makes a big difference in your day. That whole morning morning routine for me is huge. Yeah. What about to those people who step back and they're like, I don't like routine. I like to live a spontaneous life. Uh, what kind of argument do you have there going back? You know what? I'm like the wind of a personality. So I get that. I love spontaneity. But again, it goes back to my why. If I want to be great at what I do and I want to leave the world better than I found it and help people reach greatness... I better say and do the things that I say. I better walk the talk, which means I've got to put in the work. There's no getting to greatness by just every day being so spontaneous that nothing's consistent. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have spontaneity in the middle of consistency. If, if, if the 80-20, you know, if 80% you're doing all the time is down and you have it and you have 20% of spontaneity, that's going to be okay. But if 80% of your day is just left, right, left, right, center, left, right. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, did we get results? No, there was no consistent focus. There's no discipline. You can't just be spontaneous when you want to work out. You have to be consistent in your workouts. So you can blend this, you know, come to the center, moderation on things, but you've got to be consistent in order to get results. Last thing, uh, your your last section here is turning the page. And I remember listening to Kevin Hart talking about life as levels. Like every time you reach yeah. a new level, you can always look around and be like, okay, I'm ready to play again. What's that next level to play in? When you talk about turning the page, part of it is dealing mm -hmm. with the with – the, horrible part the mistakes and the failures yeah. but the other part is sometimes you turn the page on good aspects of life right so yeah. you know when you get ready to level up how do you know where to go next well hi well when you're ready to turn the page it's because you've learned from it you've experienced it you've done it so if you're trying to get to the next level you have to look at this as what a blessing like i've got it now again go back to here's my gifts and my talents like this is what i'm good at now, where does that meet the world's needs next? Where can I move to next that it's going to meet the needs of others? And then that's how you know where to go. 
But again, you're sticking to what works for you. You're sticking to where your flow is. When you stick to where your gifts are and you meet the world's needs, you will always have purpose. You will always find your way. So stick to what works for you. Stick to what your gifts are. And you'll be able to go forward and create new chapters that are so awesome. Well, let's turn the page here with us. We're running low on time and I want to make sure people can get a copy of your book so they can read a little bit more about these nine principles. Uh, how can they get a hold of you if they want to work with you? How can they get yes. a copy of your book? Go to coachstar.com. That's where all of my info is. You can go to Amazon. You could buy the book on Amazon. You can go to a bookstore and get it. But if you want any of the information, how to get in touch with me, coachstar.com and follow me on social at the coachstar. That's where I am most of the time. I give daily mental fuel, mental tips. So stay connected with me there. Reach out on coachstar.com if you want to work together or have me out speaking or any of that. All right. Now I got a selfish question. Uh, you are on stages all the time. You do podcasts all the time. Um, you have a lot of energy, which is awesome because I tend to have this a lot of energy as well. What was your experience like creating a 30-minute piece of content here with us on the Business Bros today? Great, because your energy fueled me. So you helped me stay lit within. So this was awesome. And honestly, you make it enjoyable because one, you ask great questions, but your energy was there. Your focus was there. And the, all of this put together is so awesome. I'm like, how do we hang out more together? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, one, one last thing. Any final thoughts before we close out for today? Hey, I just want people to know, listen, life's going to get hard. There's one thing that I can tell you that's consistent. It's that adversity comes. That's not to get you down. That's just to say, let's get ready. It's game time. Every day is a new chance to start again in your own life. Get prepared. Do the work. Work on your mental fitness so that when you get called to step on that field every morning when your alarm clock goes off, you're ready to be the starter in your own game. That's what I'm talking about. You guys got it in you. That's my whole MO. Every single day, you have the power to do better. It's just a choice that you have to decide for yourself. It's either going to be painful because you don't. It's going to be painful if you do. But the pain of regret, regret weighs a lot more than the pain of discipline, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Dar is here to motivate you to get going. So make sure you guys check it out. CoachDar.com. CoachDar.com. Grab a copy of the book and see if you can bounce back. Coach Dar, thank you very much for being on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Business Bros! And there you have it. You are awesome. That was so good. <laughs> Man, well, thanks for 